What's up, all you hosers, or whatever it is that Bob and Doug McKenzie would always say when they were doing uh, their what was their show called? I know the movie's called Strange Brew, but I don't think that was what their the show the, is right it now. called. I know their album's called The Great White North, but is that also what the show? Oh, was called? maybe. Well, you know, this is Chris and Matt skim Wikipedia, so they can. I'm gonna skim on over to the Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah. See, I just I went I went straight for Strange Brew, the 1983 film. Starring Rick Moranis. Hosers, hoedheads, knobs. <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie rule. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, they, did they, they didn't really have a show, did they? I know that they have sketches on yeah, they, they, yeah, they hosted. Right? Uh, well, no, the show within the show is called Great, Great White, White North. Yeah. Yeah, it was introduced when the show moved to CBC Television in 1980. Because I know that Canada had like a rule where you had to have Canadian content in all your shows and it's the same thing with like their like radio stations which is why a lot of bands are like Canadian bands like well known in Canada like a a triumph or something like that because like I think like I don't know the exact number but a decent proportion of like all like uh like entertainment product put on like Canadian programming had to be Canadian like in origin about Canada or like for like you had to play Canadian like, like it was some sort of rule, or whatever. I can't remember what it was called. Canadian content, specifically identified Canadian content. Uh, I'm gonna look this up right now on Wikipedia. It says, uh, although created originally as a filler to satisfy both and mock network Canadian content demands, the duo became a pop culture's phenomenon in both Canada and the United States. I was a huge fan of Strange Brew as a child. I never really watched. I'd seen like a couple SCTVs, but I feel like at the time. Uh, it was kind of difficult to see because, like, it wasn't like uh, how Kids in the Hall or, you know, Saturday Night Live reruns were, like, shown on Comedy Central. So, like, seeing an SCTV was kind of difficult. So it says here on the page for Canadian content, um, private television broadcasters have to have at least 55% of their um, uh, yearly total, at least 50% of programming airing daily from 6 p.m. to midnight must be of Canadian origin. And for CBC, it's 60% yearly has to be of Canadian origin. What's weird is when I clicked on Canadian content, it just took me to the main page for the band Rush. <laughs> that is Canadian. That's like that's like a good sheet for like the Canadian radio stations because they'd be like, well, we're playing a Canadian band, but like they're actually popular. So we're not like playing Triumph or uh, Stomping with Tom Connors or uh, trying to think of other, let's see, Canadian like bands that like... Uh, were very when you go to Canadian Identity, Bob and Doug McKenzie have their own little uh, sort of like a subcategory, uh, along with uh, National Symbols of Canada and Canadian World War Two propaganda films. Okay, the music of Canada in the twentieth century. Let's look from nineteen sixty to nineteen ninety nine. Of course, we have Celine Dion, Neil Young, Michael Michael mm-hmm. Bublé. I did not realize was Canadian. I always thought he was Italian due to his love of Frank. <laughs> uh, he might also early, be Italian. There's no, uh, no, no law that says, hey, yeah, he's a Canadian-Italian singer. I was about to say there's no law keeping Italians <laughs> yeah, out of Canada <laughs> yet. I thought you were very offended that I, I said that the Canadian legislature would uh, possibly uh, ban all Italians no, I was from the country. A, I was making a uh, joke about, because you said yet, and then I made a joke about how uh, they had banned the Yeti. A.K.A. the Sasquatch. <laughs> I heard the Yeti, I heard oh, the Yeti's Italian. So that, that, <laughs> Due to his love of Frank. Like, yeah. Frank Stallone, of course. last name, like when he came over on Ellis Island, like his, his name was like, I don't know, something Italian. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeti like, Sinatra. It's like, it's like, like uh, last names that end with Eddie, like um, um, uh, what, Michael Avenetti. <laughs> but it just... It's only like, I know there's the only others, one? but like, uh, it's only like I think of that end with Eddie because I think like Pavarotti. Uh, of course, she loves me for oh, yeah, me, not because I sound I sing like Pavarotti or because I'm such a hottie as the uh, that one band saying what the fuck was that band called? Maybe that's not blessing you your soul. I'm gonna get off this page for uh, the Canadian conspiracy in 1985 HBO CBC documentary uh, about the way the government of Canada. Uh, yeah, it was Blessed Union of Souls. Or Buos. Or sometimes... Blessed... Can you guess how Blessed is spelled? Um, no, no. Don't I look it up. Hey Leonardo, but I didn't look yet. Um, blessed, I'm going to say it was B-L-E-S-S-U-D. Nope. B-L-E-S-S-I-D. In a loving tribute to Sid from Toy Story. Uh, I'm looking currently at the uh, page for the Haley, not at all, She Likes Me From Me song, which has uh, a very 90s, even though the song's from 1999, it has a very 90s um, sort of like single album artwork of this band uh, in yeah. like a field of flowers. I like the little like lo- the little square logo next mm-hmm. to their name. Like it's like what comes with like a template if you put like to yeah. a resume maker. You know what they like kind of like give you like a little square to make you look a little more official. Yeah, or like, or like, like a, you're a law firm. You're like, like looking at various different options for like a like a, a header like on your like a, like a, in like Microsoft Word. They might have that like on there. Like oh yeah, put the page number in this little box to draw people's eye. To- yeah. Uh, this upbeat modern rock anthem was written by band members Elliot Stone and Jeff Pence, blah, blah, blah. The song describes how a man knows his girlfriend likes him regardless of his possessions, social status, and physical traits. The song... <laughs> this is just... This song is like such like a, a, like a self-brag. It's just like being like, I'm great. I'm a great singer. I look amazing. I've got... I'm cut. I'm so hot. Anyway, she likes me for my personality. Yeah. Even though I have the like... The song references celebrities. Leonardo DiCaprio, Tyson Beckford, Robert Redford, Luciano Pavarotti, Sandy Crossford, the character of Dirty Harry, and the performances of Steve Buscemi and Fargo, and Jim Carrey in The Cable Guy. Uh, and yeah, it certified... Wow. Certified gold in Australia. Tyson Beckford. Yeah, cool indeed. Cool. <laughs> Certified gold yeah, in Australia. I, to, I want to look up the genius page for this so I can check out the lyrics. I guess I'll have to search for it. Uh, let's see. What am I... Well, they have a lot of records. They put out, They last put out a record in 2011 on Salvation Road Records. Uh, I wonder if they're Christian. Yeah. No, I mean, Blessed Souls. is an interesting... Souls also. Yeah, I would... You know what? They're yeah. kind of teetering. They're from Just Cincinnati. Just like Jerry Springer. The very religious mm. Jerry Springer. Yeah, the very yeah, religious... Be- was he, like, like, the he was mayor like of Cincinnati for a time? Yeah, before they were stars. He was the, yeah. he was the star of Cincinnati. The bride of Cincinnati. Yeah. Mayor Jer- Jerome Springer. Mayoral, uh, I'm going to have to look him up now. Uh... Did you ever see the movie The Ringmaster he stars in? Uh, no, but I, I remember it coming out. Is it Jamie Possibly. Presley? It was like a weird BA and some twins. They yeah. really like overestimated, yeah, Jamie yeah. Presley, like how popular he was. That yeah, I feel like that does like that came out around the same time as like oh yeah the Jerky Boys movie, which I like wore out when I rented it. I, I never watched could it really get into so the many times. Boys. 
Anyways, uh, Springer, he got himself a law degree from Northwestern. He became a political campaign advisor to Robert F. Kennedy until his assassination, joined the law firm, ran for Congress, failed to um, seat incumbent Republican Donald D. Clancy, uh, headed, let's see, elected to the city council. He resigned in 1974 after soliciting a prostitute. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Here's something interesting about All right. the All right. ringmaster. The Jerry Springer film. Uh, Jerry's name is yeah, not Jerry yeah. Springer in the film. <laughs> His name is Jerry Farrelly. Farrelly. Hey, that's another Eddie? No, that's uh, different. So in 1987, no, he was chosen to serve one year as mayor by the city council. Springer could only serve one year as mayor due to a political arrangement at the time that required the Democrats to split the mayoral term with a local centrist group, the Charter Party, with whom the Democrats governed an electoral alliance. So that's weird. He also ran for governor of Ohio in 1982. Uh, TV commercials, references, use of a check to pay a prostitute. He felt... No. You know what's pretty... Spr- I'm, I'm so- oh, yeah, you're still going on about uh, yeah, Jerry Farrelly. Jerry Farrelly. Uh, I'm looking at... Uh, co-starring in, in Ringmaster is Michael Jai White. Uh, you know, uh, of course, the famous actor. And I didn't realize... That he was in Toxic Did Avenger you know he 2, was in, The Last of Toxic. Uh, the Defender, directed by Dolph Lundgren, where he played the president. It stars Dolph Lundgren that. and Jerry Springer. I never saw that movie. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, Jerry Springer, not Michael yeah, J. White. No, I'm still a Jerry Springer. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm still yeah, looking at Michael J. White. Four action film, draw a really director video in 2005 in this country. Did you know that they're they're going to be okay? Spawn the animation is an American animated superhero television show. It is the sequel to the series. Okay, so they're making a new the Spawn former, show. Uh, according major to Wikipedia, Warren Spawn. No, but Pete Davis plays Spawn. Apparently. No, but Keith yeah, David is playing Spawn. Apparently, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, Michael Jai White not playing Spawn. Oh, He's the guy from the Bible. Barabbas, a character I've never heard of. Carl mm. Weathers. Oh, Carl wow. Weathers is in it. Mark Hamill's in it. <laughs> This is a pretty good cast. He's Despite that, John yeah. Polito was in it. Uh, isn't John Polito dead? Uh, I don't know. When was this made? Oh, yeah. Well, it's good. Oh, it's been on indefinite hiatus. Damn. This <laughs> legitimately sounds awesome. Yeah, despite the fact that but, I have uh, no interest they'll in probably have to, They'll have to either recast John Polito or do the Peter Cushing thing or whatever from uh, Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. or I heard they're, they're just going to like cut around her. Cut yeah. around John Polito. They like have like a bunch of like old John yeah, Polito uh, uh, performances. And he'll and say never underestimate a droid. <laughs> yeah, he'll say things like never underestimate a droid. Yeah. He'll say things like uh, what's wrong, and Ray? Then just say Ben. <laughs> Talking to uh, Ben Dover, <laughs> the uh, doctor. <laughs> yeah, Dolph Lundgren plays ben, Lance Rockford. Must Dover. set aside his values and patriotism and protect the life of the world's greatest terrorist. So he does not become a martyr for his cause. Uh, the global war mm. on terror rages on. The United States will not give an inch against terrorists, especially Mohammed Jafar, who was, to, was considered to be the worst of them all. Let's uh, see. The president, Jerry Springer, who does not have a character name, he just knows the president of the United States in this movie. Uh, <laughs> National security, a bunch of stuff happens in the movie. 
But yeah, I don't uh, I don't know anything about this movie. But it wasn't screened for critics or anything. But I gotta get back to reading the lyrics to Hey Leonardo. Let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, um, in Hey Leonardo, I mean, you'll know in a second. Is he speaking to Leonardo DiCaprio? And he's like, you better, better, uh, you know, stay away from uh, my I, lady maybe, cause she likes cause me for me. Maybe, because he only comes up in the song once when, uh, uh, hang with Leonardo no, no, okay, or so that guy who played me for Fargo. Not because I hang with Leonardo. So oh, he's presumably in the pussy posse. Is that what we're saying here? Earlier, he's like, uh, she likes me for me not because I look like Tyson Beckford with the charms of Robert Redford oozing out my ears, but what she sees are my faults and indecisions, my insecure mm-hmm. conditions, and the tears upon the pillow that I shed. She, she don't care about my big screen or my collection of DVDs. <laughs> Things like that just never matter much to her, but she doesn't watch too much TV. Uh, let's see. Pretty judgy of her, despite the fact that she doesn't judge <laughs> him for like crying. I like her for her, not because she's fat like Sydney Crawford. She has got so much to offer. Why does she waste all her time with me? There must be something there that I don't see. She likes me for me, not because I'm helping <laughs> Dirty Harry make her laugh just like Jim Carrey, unlike the cable guy. <laughs> like uh, or maybe slamming the cable like, guy. Uh, the cable guy makes her laugh. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, he's unlike the cable guy because she so. didn't find it funny. My arms belong around her, and I'm glad I found her once again. Found her you once guess. again. Yada yada yada. What's an, I gotta find out what another song on this album is because I'm uh, walking off the buzz is the name of this album. Uh, there's, a, oh no, there's a song called "That's the Girl I've Been." No oh yeah, I knew song. that. I'm from Detroit. I Did know you know all that? Canada. Uh, people refer to Canadian content as Canadian. I didn't get a chance to. I think my computer went or my phone off or whatever. How come you didn't bring it up when we were talking about CanCon? This is that's the girl I've been telling you about. Lyrics uh, by well, I think that that is extremely weird. I don't know what I think when I when I when I was thinking when I seen her. I just had to find a way I could meet her because I've been dying for a chance to treat her like the ripe little peach she is. <laughs> Wouldn't even cross my mind to deceive her, but she can lie through her teeth and I believe her. I don't know her, but I know that I need her, Ew. and I don't think she's got a notion. But that's the girl I've been telling you about. Ain't she everything I said and a whole lot more? She got it going on, and I never want to be without her, which doesn't rhyme with more. Slant rhymes. And uh, her smile's like the sun. She's got it going on. Uh, I don't think I can keep my cool. Slant rhymes. Uh, Let's see here. Yep, so that's another song by them. On the same album, Walking Off the Buzz, which I assume is a... you gotta, yeah, you gotta walk the, that cola from The Simpsons. You gotta, you gotta walk, walk that off, off the buzz. Did, when they did the uh, the Quickie Marts or whatever to promote the Simpsons movie, did they have buzz colas in there? Yeah. Well, no, that's Duff Beer. Yeah, I think they did because oh, a so lot of Quickie buzz. Marts or a lot of Seven Elevens don't sell Which alcohol. Carry show. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't sell Duff. So like the only just, thing they could uh, sell were Buzz, yeah, be- Buzz Soda, and Buzz Soda, Buzz Cola, Crusty Buzz Cola. cereals, and pink movie donuts, which is just like the yeah. This promotion resulted in a thirty percent increase in profits for the altered Seven Eleven stores. Told you. Uh, but you. 
you can get a uh, Duff beer or a Flaming Mo uh. at Universal Studios. Uh, the Duff beer tastes a hell of a lot like a Budweiser. <laughs> mm. But I think I was told that it is like a, gotcha. a, a, the a Simpsons movie was banned in Myanmar uh, for the excessive situation. use of the color like, yellow and red, which is prohibited in the country. Branded apparently. beer. Let me see if they. I'm. Lo- <laughs> Yeah, this is a, it was in a section where it was just like it said the film was banned in Myanmar not for the scene of nudity but for nope, the they uh, missed out on Bart Simpson's uh, they're, penis. They're talking about uh, the film was rated PG-13 in this country. The British Board of Cer- Film Certification passed the film as a PG with no cuts made. A BFC <laughs> spokeswoman said regarding Bart's brief nude scene, natural nudity with no sexual content is acceptable in PG films. <laughs> Uh, I I uh, just like do not remember much about the Simpsons movie, but I remember liking it at the time. Uh, yeah, I saw it the mm-hmm. day it came out. I skipped work to go see it, uh, see like a noon showing or whatever, because it came out during the summer. I believe it was July fourteenth when it came out. I'm gonna check that right now. Uh, oh, July twenty first. Damn it, I was off by a week. Um, but uh. And yeah, it was like, it was totally fine. Like, I love The Simpsons, like, a whole bunch, obviously. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a totally adequate um, m- moving picture. There's a few funny jokes, and there's, like, some bad, like, you know, like, parts of it that weren't, like, funny. <laughs> and then, like, you know, there was Spider-Pig, which I was not, like, super, right. like, uh, into. I never really, I didn't really like that joke either. It didn't make any but... sense to me, like, why Homer would do that. But uh, more than anything, I really like that uh, suicidal <laughs> bomb-diffusing robot. <laughs> that was my favorite joke of the movie. <laughs> I, I think yes, about that yes, one Yes, that's, that's a one lot. of the jokes I remember. Um, that but is other mine, than that, too. I really my favorite joke of the movie, too, the suicidal bomb. What's that? He always yeah, said he would do it, but I didn't believe so much him. Pressure. It's really funny. He always t- said he would do it, but I didn't believe him. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's a under the funny. dome situation. Um, Isn't Albert Brooks plays well, the? There's a the big old no, Tom Hanks? dome that gets put over the town. The Simpsons okay. town. Yeah. I, oh. No, Tom Hanks is there. They play himself. the Simpsons theme, uh, all Green rocked out. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, they got like a song. Like a Bart, like gets close, to like Flanders. Um, let's see, um, mm-hmm. Homer, like Marge is angry at Homer. They move to Alaska for a little while because they get kicked out of Springfield. Maggie figures out a way to get out from under the dome. There's like a squirrel that like mutates. I think the whole thing starts off because like Homer has like because like his pig, uh, spider pig, is creating a lot of waste, and he puts it like in a silo, and the silo gets like in the water or something. And, like, uh, Grandpa's doing all sorts of shit. Like, uh, he's having, like, these visions mm-hmm. that are coming true or whatever. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, an, yeah, it's, it's not like, like a fine movie. Whatever. It's, it's not, not a fine movie. Like City but it's a fine movie. No, Fat Like City Crawford. I remember the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chris Tucker movie, right? Fat yeah, of course. That, was, that, I I'm almost Grandpa's positive that's where, where that comes from. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he, he he spells it out for you, breaks it down. It's an acronym. AJT, pretty hot adeptic. Yeah, break it down. I'm surprised they're not already in it. Who's apparently going into the Professional Wrestling WWE Hall of Fame. Well, I think some of them are in there like individually, but the group's going in there. 
So it's like, you still, you know, your Triple H's and your Shawn Michaels, so I have to assume, are in there. I could look that up if I wanted to, road, and I will. Did the, did the New but Age Outlaws have a wrestling career after the end also, of um, the Generation Pac. X? Wow. Uh, yes, they went to that company, TNA, and uh, they wrestled there for a while. And, didn't they? Uh, didn't they put uh, the New like Age Outlaws? Wasn't that Billy like Gunn at WrestleMania this year that they put them in the like Hall of Fame? Now. I remember seeing Road Dog at WrestleMania this year, and he, yeah, well, last year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that was yeah. Maybe that was maybe that was last year. Class, class two, yeah, there we go. Class of two thousand nineteen, Degeneration X, yeah, along with Harlem Heat, and the Heart Foundation, and the Honky Tonk Man, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and Tori Wilson. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this year what's happening is that the uh, NWO is going in there, which is going to be uh, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac. So he's getting inducted in back-to-back years for two different groups, even though I do not think of Sean Walton, Walton, Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac, a.k.a. the one, two, three kid, when I think of the New World Order. I just well, think of Hollywood was, Hogan and the Outsiders, sure. Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Oh yeah, sure. He's in that video game, uh, WCW NWO. I really I hated and, and the New Age Outlaws. I thought that they sucked. Yeah, I, they just I I couldn't believe oh, that they were always know? like they always just like were the they were the tag team for so long. I just thought they were so lame. Anyway. Yeah. It's true. My ass better call well, somebody. Your ass better call somebody. They were the most popular also, duo of the WWE's you, Attitude Era. You know it. I liked I, I liked so. Cactus well, Jack and Terry. Well, that was just yeah, because I think also people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was oh, yeah. Chase on Charlie at that okay, time. Chase on Charlie, as he was known, he was teaming up with a. Yeah. Yeah, when he teamed up with Cactus Jack, I think he was. Even though it was. Yeah. Like, well, he'd always wear Terry, Terry Funk like T-shirts. T-shirts. We know. Yeah. I mean, so he's 75 now, so that yeah. was like 99, so it's like, what, 20, oh, that f- that, oh, oh, almost 30 years ago. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's like, yeah. Ago, yeah. Well, no, 2000 is like 20 years ago. So Too old like, to be getting like smacked like in the 50s. head with like a dumpster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing like it's like a uh, death matches or whatever. Well, I mean, like he was like uh, just looking at like his patron now. I'm like seeing like uh, a section for IWA Japan of the King of the Deathmatch tournament, which took place in 1994, 1995. So even then, he was like 50 years old, and he was still so alive. He's like the oldest tournament. living professional wrestler, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's 75, possibly. He outlived his wife, who apparently just died. But that you know, when you're like uh, wow, they were married for. Year. And a long time. Um, yeah. He didn't retire until 2016, but then he returned to the ring again in 2017 because he's a professional wrestler. Well, he and did he won, play the have a wrestler money in to, an episode uh, of Beyond Belief you know, Factor it. Fiction. Playing Dirk Simmons. Ooh, wow. Ooh. The uh, Adventures yeah, of Briscoe uh, County Kid. And all sorts of things. Uh, Briscoe County Jr., He's in the documentary Beyond the Mat. Uh, he's let's see, oh, yeah, he's in. I think he's, I he's in Roadhouse. He he's in the he's in the Ringer. Uh, Jonathan Knoxville's The yeah, Ringer. Yeah, the uh, that's a. Oh, Mark Mothersbaugh did the music. Oh, for Catherine it. Heigl's also in that, with cameos. 
Jesus Christ. With cameos by Ryan Terry Funk and Jesse Ventura. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, uh, fucking Terry Funk was in 11 episodes of something called Tequila and Vonetti. I gotta see what that is now. A comedy drama series starring Jack Scalia. Uh, let's see. If, uh, it aired 12 episodes, so he's basically in, like, every episode. Oh, <laughs> wow. Mariska Hargitay Charles and Charles Rocket. Rocket were in the show. Oh, yeah. Charlie Rocks. This is in 1992. And then, so, okay, so he didn't. Uh, okay. He a while well, he it's good knowing that the director so, of The Ringer also directed Beyond the Mat. Damn, he also oh, yeah, wrote that, that the two Nutty Professor movies. And he's writing the new Coming to America, which is called Coming Numeral to America, which is crazy. Oh, to he directed America. the original Coming to America. Man, that's crazy. Oh, What's yeah. Alan watching? <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, was, uh, was, oh, yeah. On Wikipedia the other day, speaking of like where random shows on Wikipedia... I was naturally looking up the actor Bill Daly, who people, of course, remember from his role as the wacky friend on I Dream of Genie, as the wacky neighbor slash friend on the Bob Newhart show. Because he started he started some sitcom that only lasted like a year in uh, the uh, like late 80s. I looked that up right now. Filmography. Oh, yeah. Because around the same time, he's in four episodes of ALF as Dr. Lawrence Larry Dykstra. He started some show called Starting from Scratch. Lasted one season and 22 episodes doesn't even have its own Wikipedia page. I had to look it up on uh, IMDb to see what it was about. But uh, Sandra Bullock was on one episode of that show as, uh, like, so, like, one of, like, Sandra Bullock's earliest roles was on a forgotten sitcom starring Bill Daly, who was finally getting a chance to star in a sitcom after spending so much of his life playing yeah, secondary, everyone hates banana the secondary banana to other people. No, people loved him for his 140 episodes of the Bob Newhart show and his Damn, 131 episodes rich. of Ivy Magini. Uh, Probably yeah. left a nice well, penny. Oh, he's dead, but he was rich though. before he died. At, at, yeah, he had three children. He died uh, in 2000. Oh, he died mm. on my coincidence uh, birthday in 2018. <laughs> wow! Did it get all the podcasts? <laughs> yes. I, I I went to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where he was living out his life as a 91-year-old man and said, today's the day. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Secondary Mr. Banana. Let's see. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It says, sure, it says that he died of natural causes five days after turning 1991. <laughs> we do? But we know the truth. Oh. Yeah, because I told you the truth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He did have three children, though. Uh... Oh no, his daughter is dead though. <laughs> really getting uh, into it. <laughs> yeah, so it says he had three. It says he had three kids listed here. Uh, one of them had uh, passed away. There was a, I don't know where the other kid came into the mix, but uh, I don't know. He's also in one episode of the Maritime Moore Show, and he was in one episode of Bewitched, one episode of My Mother the Car. Isn't that the uh, only you know, episode of classic. My Mother the Car? Oh, no. There was many an episode of My Mother the Car. I'm going to see exactly how many. There was wow. 30. Many indeed. It only lasted one season, but that's when a TV season would be 30 episodes, and every episode would be like 25 mm-hmm. minutes long. So, so like, in like one season of like that show has had like more minutes of television than like... Every um, famous British television show you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, yeah. Every British show is like less minutes of like than like or like these days like uh, 
like a well, it's probably more of Stranger Things than something at this a point. Flea bag. But, you know, another a British yeah. show. Yeah, another yeah. The cast. Oh, oh wow! Created by Alan Burns and Chris Hayward. Alan Burns created a lot of stuff. In this oh, best oh, uh, known for writing. He wrote for the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Rhoda, and he uh, wrote for the Monsters. He also wrote some screenplay. Let's see, Room Two Twenty Two. Uh, co-wrote. Let's see. He also created the Captain Crunch character for wow. Quaker Oats. Wow. The- yeah, he created the Monsters too. Well, that's quite a career. What a career. Yeah, creating the monsters, creating Cap'n Crunch. I mean, how many people can say that they created Cap'n Crunch and created the TV show My Mother in mm. the Car? And uh, he was uh, one of the people who developed the Mary Tyler Moore show, which is a bit of a, a step up from My Mother in the Says Car. Says who? One assume. That's true. Yeah. I watched a thing on Betty White the other day. It was pretty good. That's all I say. Very interesting, insightful uh, commentary. It was like some documentary that was clearly really like slapped together, like slapdash together really quickly to be like, let's do a documentary about Betty White. People like her, and she's old. So like it was like very like sort of like flimsy. It's like we'll interview people who like we can interview or what have you, and get uh, you know do what we can do. But it was like footage of her like very very earliest days on television when she was like doing like a like a talk show, which is just like. The most like quiet like laid back thing because it's like just like killing time on tv and she's like just like talking like to like the camera like somebody would like just come on and sing a song like just like do a dance number she was like all right i'm gonna sing a standard for you now and just like and then she just like sit stand there and like sing a song like for like four minutes that sounds good to kill time yeah Indeed. She doesn't sound like betty white though so it's kind of weird because betty lloyd's had like her betty white like sounding voice since like you know she was, like, famous or whatever, like, I guess from, like, the Mary Tyler Moore Show days or whatever, mm-hmm. but what are you going to do? Change your voice? Oh, yeah, or get older and have your voice change. Mm. Uh, Alan Burns, he won quite a few primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series, but always in mixing up with other people, like when he wrote the last episode of the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Or some episode of something that was called The Coming Out Party, or one, uh, I don't know, man... A lot of these are Mary Tyler Moore Show episodes. Like, uh, they're pretty much are all in the family. It was the, those two sort of like went back and forth in the seventies for getting this award. Hmm. But uh, yeah, indeed. Well, that's about that's about time, I think. Yeah, it's about that time again for us to. Uh, you know, reel in the years, the episode. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll do our st- one of the Steely Dan's are dead, right? Mm. I think one of the Steely Dan's are dead. Who cares which one though? Uh, <laughs> let's say it was Walter Fagan. Is that even one mm-hmm. of them? Sure, why not? Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you as always to Gabber Media for uh, allowing this podcast to continue to exist to talk to people about oh. All manner of things, whatever we were talking about today. I guess Yetis and uh, Eddies, whatever. Other. Yeah, yeah, like Eddie Munster, yep. star of the Munsters, Butch Patrick himself. Butch Patrick and the Sunday Skin. Yeah. Oh, that now that is like a something that you think would have happened on Saturday Night Live at some point. Yeah. But uh, yeah. alas, you know, alas, uh, I guess I have to get a job writing for uh, <laughs> Secret Butch Patrick and the Sunday Skin. 
<laughs> convince them that that's a good idea in 2020 <laughs> to do Butch Patrick and the Sundance Kid. But any hoozles. Um, yeah, thanks, um, Gavin Media. Like this, I guess if people like you know like want to like rate the podcast, subscribe or whatever, you can do that. Or just go to Twitter and be like, hey, Twitter, what's up to us on Twitter? Uh, I am, for example, I'm on the Twitter at at Chris X Morgan or at It's Pacific and Joe. And I'm at M. Shibkowitz. And this has been another rousing edition of Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia. As always, naked sex time.